This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. Well, hi, welcome to our preview podcast and Wrexham up against Stockport, a, a big, big game for us. I mean, it comes near the end of a, a run of huge matches against teams around us in the table, a run that hasn't gone that well for us, probably more because of injuries than, than any fault of the squad. And I think, firstly, before we look at Stockport themselves, Jay, I, well, Dean Keats always talks about how important character is when he's recruiting players and how important it is to have a squad that pulls together. I think that's true in this squad's case. We need that at the moment, I think, to yeah. dig in and try and get results because we've had a lot of misfortune, haven't we? Yeah, and fortune isn't our fault as well, so it's just circumstances. and yeah. The lads are going to really have to show some real true grit, especially in the next two games because they're both really vital. Mm. I'm reluctant to say this because I, I try to be logical and think about things you can predict and plan for, but it would, just having a player do something that comes off would, you know, yeah. <laughs> would, would lift everybody, I think, and just make them feel positive. Uh, like I said, I think that mental strength is crucial. But like, I'm just thinking like that opportunistic Jordan Davis shot in the second half against Torquay when the keeper's out of yeah. position and Davis, the ball's on, really not on his left foot. Uh, but he sees the opportunity. It was brilliant opportunism to spot it. And he hits it with the outside of his left foot from about 35 yards and doesn't find the target. If it had, it would have been a goal. You know, if something like that comes off, suddenly everyone goes from thinking everything's against us to thinking, oh, yes. And lifts everyone, and something like that would be just wonderful for someone to just try something like that, and it comes off. Yeah, I think that. I think just a moment like that against the game in Stockport, say early on, mm. could really lift the teams. I think that's what we need—just a good moment to really raise the teams' morale. Because I think if other teams, if other teams are playing Wrexham, you don't want to be going a goal down against us because we're really hard to break down. Mm. We're a really good side defensively, so we need to try and push on and try and go at Stockport fast from the get-go, I think. Yeah, so what's, what's your thoughts on our, on our competitors on Saturday? They're interesting. Um, they're one of three teams around us who decided to sack their manager, surprisingly, when they were in the playoff positions. Um, I don't know what I make of that sort of thinking, really. Certainly Jim Gannon is a, a club legend. It seems in all three cases that the owners were saying, oh, we don't think, we don't have faith in the manager to actually get us through to the Football League. So they made a hard-nosed decision. Gannon done a very good job for uh, Stockport County. His replacement, Simon Rusk, ex-Boston United player, Brighton and Hove Albion under-23 academy manager, seems to be the sort of appointment that you make because, again, he's a bit of a sort of technocrat, perhaps, and modern-thinking coach, which I applaud. He seems yeah. to have done well. Uh, I mean, they got a big win at Woking in January in his first yeah. match, and their record under him is 1-7, drawn 6, lost 3. It's quite similar to what we've been doing. Very hard to beat. You know, six, three defeats yeah. in 16 games. Um, but the other thing I would point out, and you know, I'm not trying to be stroppy and sulky about this, uh, because they're perfectly entitled to do this, they've got money behind them. Yes. And you can see this in the summer when they bring in John Rooney and both Connor and James Jennings. 
and then they've splashed money again since. That, the reason I'm moaning is not because of the money. We've got money now, but they can spend it, and we're not allowed to spend it outside the yeah. transfer window because he's come in late January. But of their 16 players last Monday, six of them are players he's brought in. He's, re- he's rejigged the squad again. Something which we've not been allowed to do. Keith hasn't really been allowed by the rules to refresh his squad. And you know, it's it's that frustrates me. I'm not knowing about softball at all. At all. <laughs> at all. Um I'm just it, it just frustrates me that we are not able to do what everyone else is doing if they've got the cash to do it. Yeah, and it it's um it it's sort of well, what's the word? It it sort of makes it a complete unfair mm. For, for for us, it's just completely unfair. I forgot, I forgot what the word it, the word is about to say, mm. but um, it, it's so wrong that we can bring in a striker now when everyone else can just because some mm. Welsh FA rulings. But we, we've talked about enough of that on drag. Yeah, yeah. But I've been, I've, I've been talking to a Stockport fan and uh, say, Matt, thanks, thanks for chatting to me on Twitter. Uh, they don't. They seem to think that. They're, they're, ha- they're sort of happy with the way their season going, but I remember us two talking before the season started. Stockport was really, really splashing the cash this summer, weren't they? They were really bringing in a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people in the National League expect them to maybe go on to win it, and it, it's not really fell that way for a minute. They, they seem to have been quite up and down from what I can make out. I mean, the game they played against us, the first half they really get us as well. The second half... They weren't that exciting, really, and especially because, I mean, we should have had a penalty, which would also be a red card right at the end of the half, when uh, Southern Rugby tackles Jordan Davis on the box. It was remarkable, the ref didn't give it. Um, so, that seems to encapsulate what they've been like, and I think Ruska's come in and, and, and done a good, solid job, but then that's what Gannon had been doing as well. They yeah. seem, I don't know, maybe a little bit more direct than they were. They've got good width. Like I said, Sutherland Kitchen were giving us all sorts of problems down the flanks in that match. But they jigged it around up front and they brought in Paddy Madden, who, I mean, that's yeah. a hell of a signing. That. He's only he scored one goal, didn't he? So, yeah. He came from League One, didn't he? Yeah, he's Fleetwood's yeah. record goal scorer in the Football League. And, yeah. okay, he dropped out of the reckoning in the, with them for the last sort of six weeks or so that he was there. But... Yeah, they nearly got in the championship last year, and he was scoring goals from me. That's a hell of a sign. Yeah. Um, so that, and then they've also brought in a couple of lads on loan from Chorley after their FA Cup run ended, and they've rejigged it up front. They got a bit more physicality up front. They played with a sort of diamond on Monday, but actually, to be frank, they didn't play very well. They're playing another of those teams that sacked their manager Bromley, yeah. and. Um, their first game under the new manager. Well, we know what Bromley can be like after our match against them. Yeah. And it looked yeah. like they, they just dug in and scrapped and they got a nil-nil out of it and St- Stockport struggled to create chances, really. So, yeah, I'd hope to see that Stockport, <laughs> to be honest, on Saturday. John Rooney's got to watch out for, of course. You know, he's a sort of local turn-up of the goal. Yeah. Old team. Of course. And Alex Reed is a good player as well, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. He's, he's, he's an excellent striker. He's their top scorer. I'm not sure. I can't remember off the top of my head how many goals he scored this season. But, you know, they are on a run of good form as well. Yeah. This is the thing. They've beat Eastley 3 0 got a good draw against Hartlepool. Uh, they beat Aldershot. And, you know, as we just said, alluded to the, the draw against Bromley. So, 
they're a team on the up, so we're gonna we're gonna have to be at our best to have a good shot at beating these, yeah. especially without without having a striker. I think it'll be interesting on the wings. If we play the box midfield, which is likely, unless he's able to draft in a replacement striker after we record this, um, box midfield against the diamond midfield is all very geometric, but both of those shapes are by definition quite narrow. Um, I wonder whether, you know, us having a couple, the, the attacking players in the box might drag so the the flank diamond players deeper than they want to be, which would massively be to our advantage. Um, but on the other hand, they've got good players out wide. We've got good players out wide, and yeah. depending on how the midfields configure themselves, that could, that that could be a genuine one against one shootout at times on both flanks, yeah. and could be absolutely crucial. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. Uh, they they have some. They have good players all across across the board. Ryan Crossdale seems like yeah. a good player as well. Uh, this is a a real battle. It's going to be a real battle because the this the, we could quite easily play Stockport in the in the playoffs if we manage to get mm. to creep in. So it's going to be a good judge to see. Well, the next games we got Halifax after this game as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a good. Ju- it's it's going to be. These these two games could be the most crucial for our season. Mm, absolutely, it was quite interesting because there was a lot of talk about the the Bromley, Notts County, Torquay run being huge, and I, I I never quite understood why everyone seemed to be quite fixated of that when coming next was Stockport and Halifax, which are equally huge. It would seem to me. Um, yeah, I, I it, it is going to be a, a, a huge match. I'm just we'll go back to Rooney as well. Yeah. I painted an po- optimistic idea of our midfield four outmaneuvering theirs. But by the same token, I mean, they say Crowsdale sets in at the base of the diamond. Um, and so, okay, we could outnumber them with the two attacking midfielders. But by the same token, we don't really have a sitting midfielder in the way we play. Yeah. And they've got Rooney floating around between the lines, trying to get into goal-scoring positions. Uh, they have two strikers. So they should be able to pin our centre-backs back. We have one striker, yeah. so maybe they could bring the centre-back out to keep an eye on those midfielders of ours coming forward. So I could see how they could outnumber us in in that respect yeah. uh, and cause us problems. And we know that Rooney is a player who has an eye for a goal, an eye for creativity, and on his day could really cause us serious problems. So that's... It's going to be an interesting one, that. How would you set us you, up? Are you going to go the same way, do you think, as Monday? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would start the team that finished the game mm. last time. Unless the sales fit. Mm. Yeah, I'd play Riverford because I thought he brought an immense amount of energy into our mm. team. And I think Jarvis is a very good tech, technical player. However, I think he's quite effective off the bench as well. I think he's quite good at changing yeah. a game. Yeah. Um, that's how I would put. That's how I would play it. And maybe you know, feel for sales. I don't know what the extent of his injury is. Yeah. Maybe him in for Carrington. I think, I think French Carrington, uh, Vassal is our best back three. Uh, other than that, yeah, I'd set exact same as the team we finished mm. on. Um, how about you? What do you think? Yeah, that, you, uh, you say that before we threw Pearson on right at the end, obviously. 
Oh, oh, oh yeah, of, of course. <laughs> I, I'd be inclined to give Rutherford a chance. I mean, as part of me says, you know, Jarvis needs continuity, and I do like him a lot as a player. Yeah. But I, I think Rutherford um, did show something. He's, his energy and his movement could cause an issue for Stockport, I think. You know, if they're thinking, oh, we're okay, our centre-backs can just pick up the, those forward-moving midfielders, well, they won't want to track him across the pitch. You know, Rutherford makes good diagonal runs across the pitch to pop up and create overloads where you don't expect them. If you're, if you're uh, holding midfields like Crowsdale, you're going to be shuttling across in front of the back four. You're going to be trying to cover runs like that. And it's okay for him to do that. Some of the midfields go then drop off and out, cover the gap he's left. But a centre-back doesn't want to do that, does he? Right-sided centre-back doesn't want to think, oh, Rutherford's going to cross me, i better go with him. Because then where the hell is the rest of the back four going to go? You've pulled everything out of position. So that causes a little bit of an issue for them, perhaps. So I'd be, yeah, I'd be tempted also, because of his energy, he might be able, I'm talking about the, the wings maybe being one against one on either side, but Rutherford's with his energy and the fact that he, is, he does cover the ground quickly, might be able to get across and actually cut that off a bit. Yeah. And give some yeah. assistance to Hall Johnson on the right. Yeah. 100%. That, that'd be a good shout. What about Dur- Durrell? Is that? Yeah, yeah. What about Durrell? Yeah. You I think could, you could start him as well. Yeah, and to be fair to him, in his last three starts, he showed a sort of side without the ball that we don't associate with him. That that yeah. willingness to, to really fight. Um, and that could be useful high up the pitch. Plus, he's always got that potential to do something, hasn't he? Let a shot yeah. off, swing a crossing. Um, we've got good options in that area of the pitch. It's just that, yeah. preferably, we'd like to have two players ahead of them, feeding off them. Maybe after we've recorded this, we'll have a player brought in up front that we could just use, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but again, when we're exploring the, the market that we have to explore now, yeah, are they going to fit and ready for... Uh, Aim on Saturday. That's another thing, isn't yeah. it? So we'll soon see. That's there, isn't it? It might be that there's a value in bringing in a body. I don't want to sound too dismissive. A player that probably isn't quite up to our level that we're looking for. A player that might need to be brought along and made fit. Um, yeah. Simply in case Ponticelli breaks down again. They're hoping to be fit for the Halifax game. But he's had a lot of injuries this season. We can't guarantee. So, all right, maybe that means it's not urgent to bring someone in who's ready for the Stockport match. But it might be worthwhile bringing in a player whose specialism is up front, even yeah. if they're not great, simply because we've got that option then if Ponticelli breaks Ooh. down again. Of course, just someone who's got the position in or even just the, yeah. the physicality, maybe yeah. just a big target man we could just throw on for 20 minutes to hold mm. up the ball for winning or to create opposition defenders' problems, yeah. uh, flick-ons and what have you. Someone will will, will find someone, yeah. of course, but it, it's it's just a situation we're in at the moment. We're not, we're not going to be able to sign a Diego Costa or a <laughs> Daniel Sturridge. <laughs> Diego Costa? Of course. Yeah. He's always wanted to come to North Wales, hasn't he? In fact, um, I'm sure I've seen him in the Shell Garage earlier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the problem, isn't it? Lockdown means you can't do the obvious thing, which is just walk around town looking for tall people. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Excuse me. Exactly. You're six foot so five, are you? Yeah, that's right. Would you like to come to the football ground on Saturday? You'll get in for free. <laughs> you just swing your head at the ball if we <laughs> fr- if we do long long. <laughs> that big man over there, that's called the centre back. Just keep running at him. Love it. So what's your overall thoughts on Stockport? What are you expecting off them and what are you expecting from us? I expect them long term to definitely be in a decent playoff position at the end of the season, yeah. playing that first round of playoffs. And I think they are a proper test for us. Genuinely a proper test for us. So that's going to be, but I don't know. They they seem erratic, and oh, we've been quite consistent lately. But then we've lost a key component. So yeah, oh, I think it's it's. I think it's a fairly even setup. To be honest, this game could go either way. <laughs> oh, how, I, I, how, I, I, do you want me to sit on the fence in a different manner? The game's either going to be a one. Win, a loss, or a draw, isn't it? I think there's a good, good chance <laughs> that one of those things will happen. It's a if good you chance a gambling man, ones. you'd put your money on one of those, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but the thing the thing is, yeah, for me, what it is, I want to see a, a nice positive performance from the mm. Rexham today, uh, not on today, on Saturday, and um, just go at them a bit more. Go at them. I know, I know it's hard. But we, we we could win. We could win with without Kwame Thomas. Still win this game. Stockport County and they're, they're they're a very good side. They're not unbeatable, as you said. They they've had mixed form throughout the season. So yeah, on to on to Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I suppose one positive about this week, the game being on Monday, not Tuesday, gives us an extra day on the training grounds to maybe try different ways to set things up. There wasn't much time to adjust from Friday to Monday, was there? Um, and, but I think you're right. Getting on the front foot is important because we've got a lot of attacking players, just not out-and-out strikers. If we can get, if we can dominate possession, dominate the, the position, if you like, on the game, and have a game played a lot in their half, that means the distances between players are a lot smaller and our attacking players can get close to Angus, get beyond Angus and cause problems. If we end up like the first half against Torquay, which admittedly the wind effect is, then Angus becomes extremely isolated and we are struggling then to make chances. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's important that we try to get on top of them. Also, like I said, I always have some misgivings about the diamond shape. I think it makes you very solid and hard to break down. But it also makes you sometimes struggle to create. And if you mm. push them back, then, you know, hopefully we'll be able to impose our terms on them. Yeah. Can I just say quickly, we really should say this, um, and I wish I'd said it at the start, if I'm perfectly frank, I really regret this. It'd be wonderful to see James Jennings coming back. Jenner was always a yeah. top bloke, really tremendous character, really nice guy. Um, and... Likewise, Connor, lovely fella, really lovely guy. The two of them, absolutely fantastic people. Never mind footballers, although they are also excellent footballers. And and of course, everybody at Wrexham wishes Connor all the very best in in his recovery. Uh, He's 
he deserves all the very best. These are two lovely fellas. I think it reflects very well. <laughs> I know it sounds a bit corny, but it reflects very well on their family that those two yeah. lads are what they are like and they deserve all the very best. And so I, I we do really, I think everybody I know uh, wishes Connor a, a swift recovery and a full recovery. Yeah. And it'll be great to see James there as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. Everyone at Wrexham wishes wishes um, a really easy recovery. James Jennings against Reese Hall Johnson. It's going to be fun. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it is. I'm looking it forward is. to that. I paid just to watch that, never mind the game. <laughs> very interesting. It, it, it is. It's going to be a fascinating match. Yeah, all across the board. I'm, I'm really, even though we've come off two losses, I, I'm, re- I really expect the lads will bounce back from this. I hope so. Yeah, I think the spirit's yeah. good, like we said at the start, despite the knockbacks. Yeah. So let's hope so. Excellent. Well, let's hope they can do it, and then go on to Halifax and get a, another good result. Yes, hundred percent. Well, Jay, it's been a pleasure as always to look forward to these games. Remember, you can listen to the game on Mixler, but you know you can actually watch it these days. You know, modern technology is amazing. You can cough up for the stream. That's the sensible move, isn't it, really? If you can't, the Mixler commentary is also available live. And after the match, there'll be all the usual post-match analysis, videos on YouTube, podcasts. So please keep your eye out for all that. And, uh, well, Jake, thanks very much. Let's hope Wrexham can do it on Saturday. Yeah, 100%. Brilliant. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.